Hello and how are you doing? Welcome to Swan Podcast. My name is Sharon Jogu. I am a podcaster, a writer, a poet and a digital content creator and I'm so glad that you joined me today. And to start off, um for today's topic, we are talking about um man for male as created in God's image. And just to start off, um during the some few months ago in Kenya uh just in case you from you're watching I sorry you're listening from outside Kenya we had issues with um cases of rape and gender gender violence and I didn't have an answer or I felt I feel like the discussion that was was not effective and I thought to myself what what can we how can we solve this whole issue of um gender based violence uh towards any gender or even to kids and everything so I thought to myself maybe we don't know who we are may just just maybe uh we don't know or we don't have an understanding what it means to be created in the image of god because you'll find that most of the abusers we are also abused at one time in their lifetime maybe when they were kids or they were bullied in primary or they had difficulties at home or in high school they faced um rejection or they were someone called them names and somehow because of how they received the abuse they find themselves abusing someone and just to talk about uh, something like molesting because they don't want to belittle this uh just in case you're thinking oh maybe you're saying this you don't know what uh, it's like i have gone through molestation and it's there is nothing i can do by hating this person it's painful yes but there is no solution when you hate someone and i had to think just the way god was so compassionate to me um and showing me that he loved me even through my pain there is also a solution offered to that person who has abused someone and to be honest everyone needs um everyone needs to be saved um and everyone can make a mistake and whether that person is a perpetual abuser or not the thing is that they are going through something and through that something they don't know how to confront it because they don't know who they are and maybe just maybe if they knew who they are in god then that would make them want to change um for the better to stop abusing people and to seek for help seek counseling go to rehab and everything and to help me discuss um 
God's um men created in God's image. Uh, I have a friend with me. Uh, his name is Wesonga, and I'll te- ask him to introduce himself. Thank you so much, Cheryl. <clears throat> First and foremost, this is a wonderful uh, thing that you're doing, and I really appreciate that. My name is Kelvin Wesonga, and I, I am born again in Christ Jesus. I am also professionally work as a social worker at Professor Kima Hope Center, which is a partnership between the church and one child, Kenya. And basically what we do is ministry to the children who come from less privileged backgrounds, basically poor children, and we help them through a number of programs to enable them grow and develop holistically. So that is me. Yes, Cheryl. Okay, you're welcome to Sun Podcast. Um, Thank you very much. Just to start with, how do you define a godly man? How is that good? Yeah, explain a godly man. You said that you said so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <clears throat> first, first and foremost, to start off explaining who is a godly man, and um, what comes into my mind when we say godly man, that means there's a relationship between that man and God, and no wonder the term godly man. And when you hear a godly man, what comes into mind is someone who loves God, a man who loves God, a man who lives for God, a man who do who does things to bring glory to God. So this is basically a man who tries to bring or to manifest the glory of God on the earth. Yeah. Okay. Mm. And explain um, practically how is a good man from Monday to Saturday because we can think of this good man who comes to Sunday who comes to church on Sunday mm-hmm. but how does a good man look like from Monday to Saturday Life lifestyle comes into into picture <clears throat> godly man uh, he lives his, his life for Christ one his actions throughout the day like I said it's a lifestyle so going to church on Sunday, going for the Bible studies, going for the Christian activities are not enough to 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 make a man godly. Mm-hmm. But their lifestyle is what makes them godly. So how they relate with people, um, relationships with people, maybe, maybe in the corporate world, um, uh, in the business world, uh, in any other platform that they are in. Their actions matter a lot because that will, t- will, will, will tell someone whether these are godly man or not because uh, God has a character. And uh, when you say that I'm a godly man, then that means I need to, to people need to see the God in me, the character of God in me. Mm-hmm. And uh, talking of character, God is love. And that is who he is. And uh, since God is love, then me as a godly man, I need to love the people mm-hmm. around me. And everything that I do, it needs to, 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 to reflect the love of God in me, the love of God for them, in my actions. Number two, number two is in the way uh, we, we react to, to the daily happenings of life. You'll see a difference between someone who, in reactions, when things happen in life, you'll be able to know whether this man is godly or not through their reactions. Reactions in the sense that... Uh, uh, 
there's a there's someone who will uh, seek to consult God, someone who will be patient uh, with the situation and what is happening and uh, give it some time. There are people who react, who will react immediately without thinking, and uh, through those reactions, someone will tell this is a godly man, this is not a godly man. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, now in Genesis, I think it's uh, chapter one, verse twenty-seven, mm-hmm. where God said, "I think you." Uh, it's plain just a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, God said, uh, "Let us create man in our own image." Then uh, a below verse says that man. Uh, male and female, he created them uh, and gave them dominion and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, let's explore that point. And especially when it comes to dominion, what's your uh, opinion uh, on uh, on man and male and female? Are they like equal before God's eyes are? Because in the second account we see that man was created as the first being. Um, is is it that man has a certain headship over a woman? Um, the image of God. Mm-hmm. Now it says that God created them male and female. Mm-hmm. Let me go back there. It was Genesis chapter one verse twenty six, isn't it? Says then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish, in the sea, and the birds, in the sky, over the livestock, and over the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created man in his, his own image, in the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. So uh, when, when you look at this verse 27, there are two parts here which appear to be repetition. In the image of God, He created them. Mm-hmm. male and female he created them so what comes into my mind is that this first one in the image of God he created them mm-hmm. and these were now the spiritual beings actually we read the first account of creation and the second account of creation mm-hmm. in the first account of creation God created all of them spiritually speaking yeah, yeah. now in the second account of creation now physically speaking he created the man first and the, and the, and the, and the, and the woman later and the fact that in the first account of creation, God had already uh, told them to have dominion over the creation that he had created. So that really tells you that man and woman are equal before God. Mm. So uh, they all have a mandate of having dominion over creation of God. That is one. Now, talking of uh, headship, where it says that man is the head, um, I don't know when you hear man is the head, woman is what? <laughs> now, um, man is, is, is like you're being told man is the leader. Mm. The man is the leader. Uh, the fact that uh, physically he was the first one to be created mm-hmm. and he was the first one to be given instructions on how to to live and uh, to take care of the creation. Yeah. And then the, uh, the leadership comes in. So the man was to be the leader to lead um, uh, even the woman. You find that uh, when, uh, when, when Eve uh, took the fruit, it is said that Adam is to be, is to be blamed because most likely he didn't uh, lead Eve properly. He, didn't he was just there. He was just there. Looking at her. Exactly. And, uh, and uh, in that process, Eve took the fruit. Yeah. So the fault is, was, Adam, was Adam's. Mm-hmm. The blame was to Adam. 
So leadership comes comes in when, when you hear of the man is the head, which is a point of leadership. Okay. To lead and give direction. Alright. Mm. Is it um, in any environment? Uh, like we are friends. <laughs> is it? Is it that you can be? Um, you are. It's so awkward to say this, that you're heading or you're leading me. Or is it in any? Is it in a given setting, or it's just any man who is leading in a given area? Uh, when you look at Adam and Eve, mm-hmm. it says that the first marriage was instituted in the Garden of Eden. Mm-hmm. So that means that was in marriage. Okay. In marriage, the man leads and gives direction. Okay. Uh, now, let me ask this. As a man, mm-hmm. um, what do you think is the, you can either give us your opinion or the Bible's mm-hmm. perspective mm-hmm. on men and expressing their emotions? Emotions in what way? Uh, like, let's say the way I started out the intro, saying that there are some men, um, they were rejected, maybe by a lady and they were teenagers and they were like um no woman i'll never allow any other woman to do this to me again um of which rejection they what they experience is rejection as an emotion um how how is a man supposed to or do even men process like their emotions uh just as a godly man, how do you process your emotions? Let me ask that. <laughs> yeah. That's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, now, our, our, I don't know, our cultures have uh, we've been socialized, especially as men, mm-hmm. to think that we cannot express our emotions and our feelings. Yeah, now talking from uh, your point, mm-hmm. Uh, the point of rejection, the man having um, expressing expressing the emotions of rejection and all that. Mm-hmm. I, I want to understand that um, rejection in family, re- rejection in uh, relationships, maybe it's a man-woman relationship, rejection uh, in the corporate world. Yeah, that's what you're talking about. Generally, rejection. I, I'm talking in the rejection was just an example. It's like how do you unpack example rejection how do you unpack let's say abuse how do you unpack uh, joblessness or being broke because you experience such as emotions but it, it seems like just like the way you're saying in our society it's like there is no room for that and you find because I can express this uh, emotion as a man, then I I have this outlet, and this outlet it's not because uh, it's it's not because I'm a bad person. It's because I'm experiencing something inwards that I haven't unpacked yet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like I was saying, we've been socialized to 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 put to keep our emotions within ourselves mm-hmm. in the society 
mm-hmm. which um, which I may I may say that it is uh, it's uh, detrimental to man. You know, for women it's easy for them they express it, uh, they can cry out and it's done. But for men they keep it inside. See that a man cries and the tears goes inside the heart. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, and you'll find that. Uh, when the, when the, when when those emotions are kept inside, it's like you know the heart is a small place, mm-hmm. and when you pile up things which are not good for the heart, a time will come and will explode, and you find that a man will keep the emotions in them, in them, in them, and at the end of the day, it keeps on affecting them, affecting them socially, affect affecting them psychologically, such that um, the person as time goes by will start changing and uh, start doing stuff which are not uh, socially acceptable yeah. in the society. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something which is wrong mm-hmm. for the men. Now, um, to bring the biblical perspective in, how can man unpack these emotions? How can they release these emotions? Now, um, man is still an emotional being. That needs to be, to be every man needs to know that that you're emotional beings. And uh, the way we unpack our emotions matters a lot mm-hmm. to the people around us and even to God himself. Yeah. It will not be wrong. I know sometimes, maybe I may tell you, maybe, maybe I cried, maybe in my room, in my house. I can't do that maybe in public, in public places. And for most men, I think it is difficult to do that in public places. Mm-hmm. They can cry somewhere else where they're alone. Yeah. But I think... Someone said that if you share something out, um, you you gain a certain degree of healing in your heart, cause uh, it's 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 the matter of, it's it's a matter of the heart, mm-hmm. and so if you release it out by talking to someone, sharing with someone, then you release the feeling, you release uh, that tension in the heart. But if you keep it inside, then you'll find another way which might be wrong of releasing the feelings and the tensions and the emotions. And for a godly man. Me would say the best thing, like the Bible says, tells us that uh, um, in all things we make our requests known to God, mm-hmm. and that should be true of man. Actually, uh, the Bible says that uh, do not be anxious for anything. So these emotions, the feelings that we pile up in our hearts, they make us anxious as men. And if you find it difficult to release it properly, then you release it to God. You tell Him, God, you know what? I'm going through this and this and. God in His way will release and 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 and, and will release the emotions from our heart. Mm-hmm. You get? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think um, it's almost a personal question. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, how do you get vulnerable among your fellow men? How do you do it practically? Mm-hmm. Now, um, that one will uh, depend on the kind of relationship you have with the men. Mm-hmm. Before mm-hmm. you answer, sorry, mm-hmm. um, you said you said something about telling God, and it's true. We should mm-hmm. um, express whatever we are feeling mm-hmm. to God, and at the same time, um, He has allowed us to live as humans, so that there are sort of healings that we gain mm-hmm. from the from our environment. Yeah. yeah. So let's hear when now you've talked to God. But again, he wants you to talk to, to some people. people. Yeah. So uh, I say that it will depend on the kind of uh, relationship you have with the men. Mm-hmm. 
the men that I have, the friends I have, the male friends that I have. Mm-hmm. And uh, friendship, they have, they come in a number of levels in terms of, uh, should I call it the intensity of the friendship or the relationship? Mm-hmm. How close are you, the two of you or the three of you? And I think every man must have that friend, one or two, mm-hmm. whom they can be able to open up about what they're going through in life. When I talk of opening up, that means opening up about everything. Like there's nothing you're hiding yeah. in your heart. And uh, the Bible also confirms that it says confess to one another so that you may be healed. Yeah. And the healing is the healing of the heart. Yeah. You'll find that by sharing with a friend, you will uh, get that emotional healing from your heart. Mm-hmm. Now, um, us as men, of course we do share. Mm-hmm. We do we do share our, emo- our emotions, we do share our struggles and our feelings with our fellow men. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know, it, it, may, it may be different with the way uh, women do theirs or mm-hmm. share theirs. Ours, we can, uh, yeah, you, you can call someone, mm-hmm. your close friend, mm-hmm. you talk with them over the phone and they get to hear you, you can meet with them. And you talk to them. Sometimes it's difficult, but you just have to for you to get your healing. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I've realized is that um, if you're going through something, a struggle, somehow, somehow it derails your progress. It mm-hmm. derails your, your development in life. Mm-hmm. You might have things you wanted to do. You lose, um, you lose motivation. You lose the morale to move on until you share with someone. And uh, if you share with someone, they'll be able to encourage you. And for us men, we share once in a way. Okay. I have two questions mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. One mm-hmm. is, what if there is shame associated to whatever thing that is going on? Uh, then the other is, how do you pick your friends? How do you create such an environment where, or how do you handpick your friends? to know that this is a safe environment because I think uh, in most cases what I've heard about men is mm-hmm. having a safe space uh, when it comes to opening up. <laughs> that is true to some extent. Mm-hmm. And uh, while, while you're saying, I think I had an experience mm-hmm. and uh, if you allow me to share, it's okay. I, I want to believe it to be appropriate, and uh, okay. probably this is not reach the one who <laughs> <laughs> made me go through that experience. Okay. But um, um, <clears throat> there's a time. Mm-hmm. I think you've, you've asked two questions about shame and about uh, the cycle of friends. Yeah. How to pick them. Yeah. Now uh, we all have friends. Yeah. Good number of them. Mm-hmm. But uh, from those friends, I think through associations, through a number of doing activities together with them, uh, you, you'll just get to know people who you think uh, they can be a safe place for you. Let me call it a bouncing board. Mm-hmm. And uh, those are usually few, few friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking about shame, yes. Uh, I think when it comes to if you think what you share with them will be shameful or, or it will bring shame to you, then I think that's where now the bouncing board comes in, the safe place. Because mm-hmm. I think shame comes in when you think this person will judge you. Yeah. 
and this person will judge you and will look will look at you from a different point of view and most likely maybe the relationship will not be the way it used to be before yeah because of that so that's why uh, it matters a lot which kind of friends are you picking now mm-hmm. um i wanted to share something mm-hmm. and this one happened when I was in campus mm-hmm. <laughs> uh i don't know if i've shared with you sometimes back but uh, yeah i haven't shared with you i shared i shared with someone else yeah so this was about me mm-hmm. a man uh who wanted to get into a relationship okay back in campus <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh this man this man saw a, a beautiful lady in the in the in the in the in, the, in, the, in campus mm-hmm. and uh began reading her and studying her and uh looking into the possibility of starting a, a, a relationship and uh yeah the man was serious about that okay yeah and uh <clears throat> he he arranged for let me call it a date mm-hmm. uh, at, at a garden in a, in, in a place called Fungamano House. Okay. Yeah, just behind State House there. So it was a one, it was a Sunday afternoon. I remember, no, it was on a Sunday after church when I talked to her. Mm-hmm. And I told her, you know what, um, can we have a meeting, kind of like a small date somewhere on Friday? afternoon mm-hmm. I, I think i was in third year and i was moving to fourth year and she said that's okay of course we were friends yeah uh we served together in one group and uh, she said that's okay that's fine yeah so the day the day came and nilipanga kila kitu yeah uh tukenda tukenda to that garden i ordered for some juice blended juice and some chipos and all that mm-hmm and uh, it was under a shed so for me I, i wanted to open my heart you know now telling her what i'm feeling inside me and what i think uh, should be should be should be happening between the two of us mm-hmm. and we, we spoke mm-hmm. and i told her everything about my feelings towards her <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh, she said uh, she said she's not ready mm-hmm. she's not ready for a relationship at that moment okay and maybe she'll think about it and, and give me a response sometime later you know such response mm-hmm. <laughs> it cuts somewhere through a man's heart <laughs> and uh, of course being a man i i told myself i will not i will not show it uh, physically that you know what i'm disappointed yeah let me put in that to work and yam so i told her what would be the problem because that it it caught me off guard yeah what could be the problem you didn't get the probability of her of course of course uh, i went there with a uh, two two mindset uh, 50 50 mm-hmm. 50 let me call it 50 oh, 50 okay so i expected any answer would come mm-hmm. either yes or no mm-hmm. but before that you know i prepared myself because i know it's not an easy answer <laughs> no, it's not. So for me for me I prayed to God and told God you know what I want this lady I really want her. Mm-hmm. I like her and uh, I want to get into a relationship with her and if God wills we move into marriage in future. And uh, tell God if she says no mm-hmm. give me the grace. <laughs> give me the grace to accept let it let it not uh, wear me down. Yeah. Because I know I know I know would really 
wear me down yeah weigh on me down heavy yeah. and so uh, that's what happened and um i got to ask her what could be the problem or are you are you in a relationship or what she said no i'm single i'm, I'm just fine uh it's only that uh, i'm just from another relationship before about um, some months ago and i feel like i want to first set on my mind before I think of another relationship. I don't know, okay. Um no no problem. I'll give you time. I'm here. Yeah? <laughs> I'll give you time. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And uh I still remember the words I told her. Mm-hmm. I still hope she remembers the words. The last words I told her. Mm-hmm. I told her, you know what? Uh I'll wait for you. Okay. And uh, right now you're in my heart and you'll always be in my heart. And I'll keep waiting for you. So, uh that's what happened. It was uh, it was not an easy one. Yeah. And uh of course I, I picked two male friends, let me call them uh confidence mm-hmm. with whom I had already shared with them my intentions towards yeah. the lady. Yeah. And uh these were the men that I shared with them all my experiences about that particular venture. Yeah. So after that answer was given that the people I went back to and spoke with them. Of course, uh, when you are giving a rejection report, <laughs> even the facial expression, <laughs> eh? you feel like you want to, you want to. Okay, let me say it's like I was crying inside the heart, but it's not coming out. Yeah. So I was telling them, you know what? I was giving, I was giving a no. <laughs> Those told to, to wait, mm-hmm. and I'm waiting, but as time went by, uh, the answer was a no. Oh. And it was an it was not an easy one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even mm-hmm. up to now when I share with them, mm-hmm. and because they keep uh, there's some friends. Okay, for them they knew, mm-hmm. but uh, their friends are they still have m- many friends with whom we share about our life our life experiences. Yeah, and of course questions like, are you still alone or, did someone else comes in yeah. the place? Yeah, people share. Yeah. And uh, someone will ask, ah, oh, Wesonga, there's a time you told us about something. You told us something is cooking. Mm-hmm. Uh, what happened? Uh, did you people... And, and then when I remember, uh, I remember I was given a no. Yeah. And they tell them, you know what, I was given a no. I usually say that it's, it's some pain. <laughs> In yeah. my heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, uh, the best thing is that uh, I, I, I went back to God after sharing with my friends and uh, they encouraged me. Mm-hmm. Of course, those two male friends uh, who are still closer to me, I shared with them and uh, they were able to encourage me. And uh, yeah, and I moved on, I moved on. So, um, I think what I've shared is, is, is about getting those a safe place. Of course, I, I know I still had some other friends. Yeah. If I'd shared with them, probably it could have, it could have gone out. I want to tell yeah. you, even, mm-hmm. even up to now. Mm-hmm. I was, a, I was a leader in the Christian Union. Mm-hmm. And for me, uh, there's some things which I wouldn't want to go to public. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I thank God mm. that was kept with yeah. my friends. Yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> it's good for man to have those friends. Yeah. Because I'm sure if, if I didn't have those two confidence, mm-hmm. probably I would have had thoughts which would have affected me very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, in how I relate even to the other gender. Yeah. And yeah. Even the specific person. Mm. 
explain how you pick how do you pick um like those two confidence to that you're confident that they're not going to go telling uh, other people your business one what is it about you that you had to create such an environment i think first because you have to be such a friend first to yourself to make sure that i'll be good and i'll be a good friend i'll be a kind friend and maybe from it trans it transpired that you were able to create such an environment of good friends who are supportive mm-hmm. yeah um one mm-hmm. um those two confidence they came from my cycle of friends <clears throat> these are people that we served together mm-hmm. and uh we built friendship um of course as a whole team uh but again you will find that uh these are the people that most of the times we used to visit one another and just talk about uh life in campus talk about of course one of the friends was a student politician and uh i used to find him uh uh find his ideologies and philosophies of life mm-hmm. uh good for me and the other one as well so these are the people that i picked one i looked into their lives um the people of integrity one the people of integrity mm-hmm. these are people that um they they say they do what they say yeah and they are people of their word that's what mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. so they don't mean something else when they say this yeah and for me I thought why can't i pick these two people so that i i, I can I, i can be able to share with them my experiences yeah Uh, yeah so i think uh, that's one look into integrity of the of your friends because not all friends are the same yeah so we look into how are they able to how do they live a life of integrity yeah number two, um are they trustworthy people i think that is still connected to integrity trustworthiness can they be trusted mm-hmm. that's number two. number three. you look at uh, at at um how consistent they are in uh in their actions in their speech and even in the, in the, in the, in their matters to do with studies and academ- uh, uh, academics mm-hmm. and uh for this one friend who is who is a student politician yeah i remember back in first year when we joined campus uh he was very ambitious the first year to lead and for me I started seeing a lead in him yeah and uh she lived up to that so in third year he he contested to be the governor for campus yeah with another friend of his and i saw i found his ideologies very nice and very good yeah and i thought let me pick him as as, as a friend as a confidant mm-hmm. the other one uh the other one was a bible study coordinator Mm-hmm. in the Christian union and the way he used to do his things and the way he was consistent when it comes to the matters of the word of god yeah they thought let me pick this one as well to be a confidant so there are things that you look into in your circle of friends that mm-hmm. will help you to pick either one or two okay that you think these ones will if you share with them my struggles mm-hmm. they will pray with me they will not judge me uh they will encourage me and if 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 it is rebuking me they'll do that with love yeah mm. okay that's mm. a good one and what i'm hearing you say you're talking about uh a lot about uh man's character 
And I'm also thinking that you can't look for integrity if you're not that, mm-hmm. or if you're not desiring yeah. that because uh, you're not perfect. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you have the desire, then you're able to pick people who you think are even ahead of you mm-hmm. when it comes to integrity, when it comes to just how you are in general. Now, let's talk to a man who has been abused and how they can come out of whatever thing they feel, whatever what they were told or they were molested or whatever was done to them, how can they come out of that cave so that they can stop being victims? Yeah. Now, um, one thing is that uh, I will need to make that person understand um, the nature of man. Mm-hmm. In this sense, whereby man is a fallen being. And uh, man being a fallen being, they will do things which are not socially acceptable. Mm-hmm. And if you have that understanding, mm-hmm. then most likely we will do, we will, uh, there's a kind of reaction that will post towards such an action from that man. It's not an easy one, even for that person who has been abused to to understand yeah but if you're able to make them understand so that they do not keep the feelings and the emotions within themselves which will affect them eventually at the end of the day um, they'll, 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 be, they'll be able to release such an emotion and feeling yeah man is a fallen being mm-hmm. because the heart of man is not clean yeah it is Filthy, it is deceitful. Yeah. And And this time you're talking about a man universal. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So 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 uh it's deceitful mm-hmm. and things in their hearts are not good. So they'll act in ways which which are not uh acceptable in society. So if you have that an understanding, then most likely uh they will react towards that is that uh, we may, we're now talking from a Christian perspective, we may want to pray for them. Mm-hmm. We may want to pray for them mm-hmm. that God may change their hearts, mm-hmm. that God may transform them mm-hmm. from the inside out. It's a bit difficult, but uh, if, if you're someone who is uh, uh, godly oriented, you'll be able to understand this. And if you believe in what God says, and then uh, God will eventually change this person. Yeah. Yeah, there are incidences or stories of people who were abused, and later, later on in life, they came to influence the life of the abuser and yeah. change them mm-hmm. and uh, their friends. And that, to some extent, um, brought healing to their hearts, even complete healing to their hearts. Yeah. Mm. So that's about the, the, the one who has been abused. Now, the abuser, mm-hmm. the abuser, the one who has uh, done the act, the evil act to the other one. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're asking how... Is there, is there like hope in, let's say, God, in God's eyes? Uh, or how does God view such a person? Let's say... Uh, he was uh, a pedophile. 
is there hope for such a person or are they doomed for eternal condemnation? There's hope. Mm-hmm. There's hope. Um, Bible talks of seasons. Mm-hmm. Seasons come and go. Mm-hmm. And since seasons come and go, so even for man, the man man doesn't have to stay in one place for a longer time. They'll come and change. Yeah. So there's hope for that man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for that person. Mm-hmm. For them to change. Yeah. Um, but now they will need someone to make them realize the mistake that they have done. Okay. What if they have realized and there is shame? Even in that state, mm-hmm. there's still hope. Mm-hmm. I know uh, they may be experiencing shame. Maybe the public already knows what they what they had done, yeah. and even getting out to the public is very difficult. Or even um, gaining back the trust from the public will be very difficult. Yeah. But there's still hope for that person. Mm-hmm. Now, for this person, if they had someone they can approach and talk to, mm-hmm. someone who will not judge them. Yeah. I'm I'm trying to remember the story of um Paul. Paul Paul is to persecute the church. Yeah. And after he changed, after Christ changed him and transformed his life, uh the whole society knew about Paul. And uh there's there's nothing he could do which 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 could earn trust back uh, could earn back trust from the public. And it's only Ananias uh who was able to uh, connect him with the disciples. In fact, the Bible says that when uh, when he came to the disciples, even the disciples didn't trust him. They didn't. They didn't trust him. Yeah. They thought this is a scheme of this man to bring people together and then slaughter all of them. So Ananias had to come and explain to the disciples the experience that Paul has gone through and that has uh, brought him to the level in which he was at that time. Yeah. So that. The disciples also get to know and understand and accept him and trust him again. Okay. So, you see, Paul, Paul, in as much as uh, his condition that before was so bad that even earning trust from the public was difficult, mm-hmm. there was still hope for him because there was, still, there was this one person. So, for this other, for this person who had, who was experiencing shame in the public, and uh, people. Like, yes, uh, that is uh, talking about guilt. Mm-hmm. F- feeling the guilt inside yourself. Yeah. Exactly. There's still hope for them. Mm-hmm. F- find that they need to find that person mm-hmm. that they can share with and open up to. Mm-hmm. Someone, uh, I, I, I'm not sure, but they can pick from their circle of friends. Or if the circle of friends made up of people of like-minded, that mind... They feel the mind, then they, they can seek cancer from a knowledgeable person, maybe maybe a psychologist or a counselor, or even a man of God, maybe a pastor or a, or a bishop, and talk with them and share with them, so that they can uh, they can be accepted back, so that uh, the guilt inside them it can be taken away as time goes by. The Bible says that sin sin brings guilt in our hearts, and this guilt is what eats up people. Yeah. This guilt is, is what sometimes will make someone uh, not to progress in life, not to change, not transform. Because the guilt feelings will come when, when you want to do something which is positive, you'll, you'll, the, the guilt will come over. You'll find yourself uh, not progressing. Yeah. 
so but if you share with someone and mm. and 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 eventually you share with god mm-hmm. himself of course after being given guidance and counsel yeah. now the ultimate uh position left would be to go to god yeah. maybe someone will lead you to god mm-hmm. so that the guilt feelings are taken away from you yeah and that will help to heal that person internally mm-hmm. so that again they will believe in, in themselves they'll believe that they can be a good person yeah because i know once you have the guilt you will never believe that you will be a good person or you are a good person true and many times that is dangerous and will make someone think this is me this is who i am mm-hmm. and uh, i don't think i'll be able to change so i remain as i am i'll do my things as the way i've been doing it yeah but if you're able to find a place where the guilt is taken away then we'll believe in ourselves again yeah true mm-hmm. yeah chris died for each and every person um mm-hmm. something that i've had you say mm-hmm. it's about uh receiving someone who is confessing uh about something that they have done especially when it's not only shameful but it's against the society there should be a position in my heart where I'm able to receive this person uh there is uh, there I should have compassion for such a person so that I can create an environment for them to change um mm-hmm. yeah that actually that's real change exactly because if 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 I understand my position mm-hmm. the devil says if if you think you're standing firm mm-hmm. then think twice because because uh, you can fall any time yeah if you put your trust in the position you are at that time so if i have that understanding i think i'll be able to receive this person yeah knowing that i may also in one or another find myself in a similar uh, situation but if i take them in and talk talk with them and so that they understand that this is something that uh, is uh, is um it can be changed what's god view or encourage someone who is right now who has maybe abused someone or or they are going through shame what do you think when god looks at them what do you think what is god's heart towards a person who is going through such shame and guilt i know um maybe that you think this is the end of me and uh, i am doomed i am not changeable but like we said before that uh, there's still hope for you christ or rather god did not wait for for man to start changing their mending their ways for him to come i know sometimes we may have this uh, feeling like i'm just away from i've i've, I've just read someone rather I've, uh, i'm just from fornication and uh, i can't just go straight away to god right now and ask him for forgiveness i need to do something about it maybe take some time maybe just go to church and then later later now confess to god and pray to him to forgive me but you know god didn't wait for that for him to save us because the bible says that uh, what manner of love is this that when we're still in sin actually when when we were still on the, on the on the act itself like yeah. we are doing it that's when Christ came when you were stealing at that moment Christ came 
to save us. When you're fornicating, Christ came at that moment and saved us. At that moment, maybe you're, maybe you're, you're, you're raping someone. Christ came to save you. So the Bible calls it, what manner of love is this? So it, 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 it brings into our mind that God loves you no matter the magnitude of sin you, you are in and whatever the degree of guilt the sin has caused in your heart, God can still save you and rescue you. You just need to accept that. You need to, to, to agree with that because that's, that's what the Bible says. And the Bible is a true word of God and God is merciful. God is merciful, is kind and is ready is ready to change that person who has approached him. And it will just take you a step to just accept and uh, tell God, confess to him. You know what, God, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this. Tell him the exact thing that you've done. Don't beat about the bush. Tell him the exact thing that you've done. And it will, uh, the guilt will get out of you. And uh, eventually you will get the assurance from God that you've been forgiven. And you will change from that. Okay, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, Kelvin, um, sharing with us today. Um, God loves everyone. God loves both, even the sinners. And so it's not the end. Uh, if you're in such a position where you think that you're, you've done such a, a disgusting thing that you think you can hide yourself. Um, you can hide from God. Actually, in Genesis chapter 3, when man, Adam and Eve, fell, they, and they realized that they were naked, mm -hmm. they covered themselves with wings. Mm -hmm. um, when God came looking for them, he covered them with the an animal skin. Exactly. God is willing to mm -hmm. cover you regardless of whatever you've done. There is he still he still loves you, he still died for you and he still he'd love to have you for himself mm -hmm. and for his glory. So there is hope in God and today can be your turning point. This is one podcast.